behalf of a homie named Brown. Yeah. Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Spot Podcast. With me, your host, Brown96. And yo, the Hip Hop Spot Podcast is where I interview inspiring entrepreneurs within the entertainment field. Today's special guest is a real close homie of mine. He goes by Wreck of the group Mentes Diferentes from Sacramento, California. The homie is, uh, used to work in the radio station out there in, in Sacramento. And um, he's actually, he was involved with uh, Brown Berets. He's an MC. Um, he, you know, makes some dope ass music, man. Y'all gotta check it out. Check him out on Spotify, Mentes Diferentes. You know, a different way of mentality, homies. Yeah. But um, with no further delay, I bring you the conversation of me and the homie Wreck from the group Mentes Diferentes here on the only podcast that keeps you motivated, my gente. Yeah. Yo, what's good, what's good, my gente? We back to the show with their host, Brown96, and we got the homie Wreck from Mentes Diferentes from Sacra. What's good, homie? Man, how's it going? Hey. From Mentes Diferentes, back down, I want to see. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Now, uh, break it down for the gente, man, that, that may not know about you and the homies from Mente, man. Well, Mente is a vision that's supposed to unite the people. Like, when you think about Mexican hip hop or rap, you automatically think of like gangsters, no spaniels, sudanos, whatever. But uh, with Mentes, you know, it's it's, all, it's a little bit of every, not everything, but you know, it's not about that. It's about a unity and bringing people together. Fuck the gang shit, you know. Mm. At the end of the day, it's not red or blue; it's uh, green, you know. Mm. We're trying to make money and shit. Yeah. And so- it's. Uh, it started with me and my homeboy Vic from Davis, and then you know we just started uh, working with a lot of producers and MCs from Sacramento, Woodland, Davis, uh, Southsac, Roseville, fucking uh, Woodland, and then we just started. Uh, you know, Memphis. It is. It's Memphis. It's the brain, you know? Yeah. It's what brings everybody together. That's dope. That's dope, bro. So um, now let's talk a little bit more about Mentes, and then I want to jump into uh, you as a person, bro. Pero uh, when did you guys establish, you know what I mean, the official Mentes Diferentes? Well, it started with me and Victor. First, we were the Desperados. The middle. We were known as the Desperados. That was the crew. And then we had a few shows and we had beef. Some some shit went down at one of our shows. And um, the guy that was starting shit, he wasn't from around here. And, well, I'm not going to say no names or whatever, but uh, yeah, all the homies that were at that show with us like had our back. Pretty much, that's the Brown Hustlers, mm. Rising, Cash, uh, Americano, 
uh, all the other MCs that were there, you know, they had our back, and that's when Memphis, I guess, started. That's what sparked it. And we didn't officially become a group and start making music together until 2009. Mm. Yeah, 2009. All right, all right. Um, and that's when we started recording a bunch of tracks. We had a bunch of people on in the crew. And of course, people fell off, you know. Yeah. People had kids, people had other responsibilities and other things they had to do, but it was always me, Vicious V, J Loco, Kaz. We had Kron on the guitars. Um, Rocky, even Brian, Chaotic Idolize, and the other brown hustlers, Joker, Chuko. Mm. But, yeah, that was a crew. Officially, we started, like, in 2009, and then we put up El Campo. Okay. That was our debut album. Yeah. We're working on another one right now. It's been too long, you know, 10 years later. All the tracks we have together have been piling up, so it's ready to drop pretty soon. That's a lot of heads, bro. You know what I mean? When it comes to having a group, you know what I mean? It's kind of hard to maintain that um, that balance, I've heard. You know what I mean? When it comes to more than, like, two, three different individuals... How did you guys, I mean, how do you guys do it to not, like, have, you know what I mean, like, I guess, discussions or fights over certain things? How do you guys keep the peace? Oh, man. Well, there's creative differences all the time, bro. You know, not everybody likes all the beats that we get on. Not everybody likes what we're spitting about, but, you know, we do it for the for the squad. Everybody has their own ideas individually, and, you know, it's like the Mexican Wu-Tang Everybody, when everyone comes together, it's like a force that nobody can can stop. Pretty much, MCs, producers, activists, artists, all that. Um, we respect each other pretty much. We we all came from different. We all have different backgrounds. We all came from different places, and you know we acknowledge that, and we're able to, uh, you know, coexist and not really bicker about differences. When it comes down to the music, we just try to try to get it done, pretty much, mm. I guess. We'll start a session, somebody will get on a verse, somebody else will get on a verse. If it's not finished, whoever's in the lab next will finish it off. And it kind of just goes like that, you know? Um, not everybody really agrees on all, the, on all the concepts or beats, but... You know, we pull it together as a, as a group. That's dope. Now, with nowadays, bro, the radio be spitting on nothing but that fucking garbage. You know what I mean? Um, how do you guys stay from not being discouraged because of, like, the people wanting to hear that garbage that's played on the radio? How do you guys, you know what I mean? How do you guys do it to, like, basically, you know, close your ears off to not be listening to what the people want radio-wise? You know what I mean? Like... Uh, uh, Mainstream-wise? Well, we're in the streets, bro. I roll with the Brown Berets. I don't really fuck with mainstream. We're in the underground. So, a lot of the shit that's mainstream is all fucking the same shit. 
radio station, and it's all politics. Um, the thing is, I like to keep it, you know, uh, underground. Not shit that is different than the same two songs that they play on the radio over and over and over. It's all commercials. It's all advertisements and shit. Even the news things, it's all advertisements and shit. Just trying to get people to buy shit, propaganda on this worker and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get people to, to hate on each other. I see that a lot too. There's uh, a lot of things that are separating us as a, as a people. Mm. And it, it's all bad, you know, because uh, we're all rasa. Yeah. We're all supposed to come together and shit. No, I asked you that because I know you used to work in the radio, you know what I mean? I know you used to work in the radio, yeah. so I asked you that because uh, you have that, uh, the ear on both sides, the ear of the streets and, and the ear on the, um, the you know, mainstream-wise. So a lot of people get discouraged and, and they start saying, like, fuck this music shit. I'm not going to do no more music because people want to hear that garbage, you know what I mean? And I know you guys be putting out some fucking... Yeah, honestly, it's like I don't want to get played on the radio, bro. <laughs> mm. I'll get played out on the radio. Radio yeah. is fucking all mainstream. All it is, is is propaganda. Like I said, it's all media. It's all shit. Um, that it's all advertisement, pretty much. Trying to get people to get something, to buy something, to you know, to glorify. Um, all the songs right now are promoting. Um, fucked up, uh, what do you call it, like relationships with people, cheating on people before it was like, mm. all about, you know, the, the, the love songs, uh, all about a guy to a girl, you know? Mm-hmm. It was real, and now it's all about guys and multiple bitches and this and that. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know, I... I don't like to get, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I wouldn't want to get my shit played on the radio, honestly. Then mm. that shit gets played out. Independently, we've been just pushing it, and it's been working, you know? Yeah. We, we put the name out there, and people know who we are. Now, where do you guys, you know, uh, put your music out? Like, besides, like, social, you know, social media, besides, like, you know what I mean, streaming, uh, audio streaming apps and stuff like that. Do you guys have physical copies that you guys like, you know, you know, sell like out the car and stuff? I tried, bro. It's hard right now. <laughs> I actually went to try to pass out CDs. Nobody, nobody wants CDs no more. <laughs> it's a digital age, so everything's digital. Everything's moved around uh, digitally. I used to burn hella CDs, pass them out, pass out the mixtape, but like recently, it's hard to pass out CDs. Or get people to buy CDs, you know? People don't buy CDs. They, they just get the singles. Mm. They just download the singles and and just go from there. They they don't really... If they want to support the artist, they'll pay for the tracks. Mm. But it's not like uh, nobody has anything to play them on, mm. pretty much. CDs are, <laughs> CDs are pretty much almost obsolete. <laughs> And even the um new like the newer cars nowadays, they don't even come with a CD player. It's just all like they don't even come. Yeah, so, so Bluetooth. Like CDs right now is pointless, bro. It's hard. Yeah. I've tried. Some people don't want it, but that you know, 
that's not going to discourage me. It's all digital now. You got to move it in a different way. Now, I've asked this to other people. Um, what do you think, you know, how... It, Cause you, I mean, music went from audio went from like records to cassettes to you know, what I mean, CDs, you know, what I mean, and now digital. What do you think is going to be the next step? Uh, MP3, digital, um, videos. I don't know. You know, it's moving so fast that everything's just MP3. Everything's in, in our phones. You know, we, we upload all the music we want into our phones, into our playlists. It's all just MP3s. I don't know where it could go from there. Um, maybe, man, I don't know, bro. I mean, because think but, about it, bro. Like, it it always changes, you know what I mean? And we've seen it, you know, based on history, we've seen that it's changing all the time. Like, what can be the next best thing? Like, I always ask myself, like, what the fuck can come after, like, you know what I mean? Like, digital streams. USBs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip. USBs, um, the flash drives, uh, hmm. hard drives. That's how people are going to have to start passing out CDs or music or content now. Because everything is digital. Uh, emails, maybe. Yeah. But notice how, um, like, the more we, 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 like, you know, the further we go into the future, the more it's asked from the artist. Like, it used to be that the producer was just a producer, you know what I mean? The, the the rapper was just a rapper, nothing else. Now, the rapper has to be the producer, has to be the DJ, has to be the everything, you know what I mean? Like, with yeah, the further we get along, we yeah, be like, damn, it's like, it's like the description of the artist gets gets added like a bunch of more shit as we, you know what I mean? As we age, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, when I started, it was just, um, I started just recording people. And then when I didn't talk to those people anymore, I started recording myself. Mm. So then I started rapping, you know? And then after that, I would mix down my tracks to engineer, you know, I had to do everything pretty much. And then I wanted to make a video to it, so I would fucking edit some footage. It's pretty much, um, you have to evolve with time. And you have to be willing to fucking do whatever it takes to get your shit out there if you want it. Yeah. So, uh, are you originally from Sacra? Yeah, born and raised in Sacramento, right. California. All right. Now, uh, how was your childhood, man? Like, like how was, uh, I mean, how was, like, school and all that? Because I know the person we become to this day, like, it all basically stems from our, our like, you know what I mean? Our history, our, our childhood and our adolescence, all that shit, man. How was yours, man? Uh, growing up, I went to school in Davis. Went to white boys. Hmm. First through uh, sixth grade, my mom was a teacher, so mm. we went over there to David. My parents, you know, they were always together, and they still are to this day. Um, but yeah, growing up in Davis as a Mexican that wasn't part of the uh, 
know, like the, the migrant workers, you would have a lot of Mexicans coming in and out, like seasonally, when when uh, the crops were were farming, you know, were farming. They would come, and you'd see un chingo the Mexican raza, not even just Mexican, Salvadorians, Ecuadorians, whatever, um, working in the field. And you would have a bunch of raza, you know, but to them, I was like a otro because, you know, I was not from the camp. And I wasn't from Davis. So it was kind of weird for me. I was kind of in between. The white boys in, in Davis used to, like, you know, talk shit and try to punk me and shit. I used to get in some fights. It was bad. It was rough. I had a, you know, been up for my sister a couple times, too. Mm. And it, it's just brown and Davis is no good. And then when all the migrant workers left, all the raza left, it's just me and, like, a few other heads that are not in the part of the camp. To be growing up, not to be in the ESO uh, lesson plans for schools, it's just a little bit different. The mid markers. um, Made everything a lot different, and mm. we had to protect ourselves pretty much. Yeah. And after sixth grade, I came to SAC, came to school in SAC, and I saw how diverse it was, and it was like breath of fresh air, bro. It's like day and mm. night. Can't compare. But we here in soccer, there's all kinds of people. Mm. You know, it's so diverse. In Davis, it was just all white boys. I feel more comfortable inside. Hmm. And then inside, growing up, you know, I grew up in the in the nineties, eighties, nineties. It was all Norteño, Sureño, this and that. If you're brown, I got jumped by some Norteños walking my dog at the corner of my house. Then when I went to Somewhere else, I got jumped by some Sureños, you know? It's like, mm. you can't be brown. All these people are, are just talking shit about blues and this and that, but, you know, it's, it's all bullshit in the end. What the fuck? We're just fighting for what? Mm. To trip in and shit? It was just, it's all bullshit. I, I always thought it was bullshit, man. I'm just fucking Mexican, you know? Yeah. You're either cool with me or you're not. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying whatever to everybody. Mm. And I don't like choosing sides. And it was, it was kind of rough, bro. Because the uh, Norteños would look at you and, you know, think you're a scrap. Or the Sudanians would look at you and think you're a chapete and this and that. <laughs> like, you couldn't just be Mexican, you know? It was hard. Check it out, bro. Right now that you say those words, bro... I know someone out there that, check it out, bro, because, like, words, bro, like, they stick in your, like, heart, you know, for some reason. You know, they, they stay in there, and they, it, if you don't treat it, it's like a disease, bro. Like, someone that may be wanting to get out of that life, 
but they hear those words like scrap and chapete, those those are those are are made from the hatred that we created. The hatred that came from La Pinta. The hatred for some fucking shoes, bro. Over some fucking shoes, bro. All that yeah, hatred spread out to the gente. And when the gente was already being oppressed because they were being hated on by, by the white crowd. You know what I mean? I mean, that's really how initially gangs were more of a, you know what I mean, take care of me and I'll take care of you like a brotherhood to go to go against yes. to go against other other races, you know what I mean, that were putting them down. Um but yes. now like in the pink in the pink all the prices, you know, you got all the Mexicans, you got all the black people, you got all the the white folks. All the races sticks together pretty much to defend ourselves. Yeah. You know, like you were saying. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like um government and everybody else like the president and all them elite people they want us to keep fighting ourselves they want us to keep uh dividing you know because they don't if we kill ourselves off they don't have to do shit yeah we're doing their job <laughs> pretty much we're, we're doing their job exactly like they don't they are they don't like us and if red and blue is Fucking there, like as a thing, like fucking. Uh, it shouldn't even be in place, you know. It. Well, those colors come from the government, bro. Those colors come; they're promoted by the government. Look at the Republicans; well, yeah, they represent the red. Democrats yeah, represent right. blue. Like, check that out. Like, no one sees the correlation between that shit. You know what I mean? And and that's where the 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 truth lies. That they want they they promote this fucking. You know what I mean? This same hate, hate for for self. You know what I mean? It's hate for 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 the for the same you know race and shit. They promote this shit because if they really cared about you know what I mean this whole violent acts that happened because of you know what I mean color and all this and that they would step in. Come on, bro. They step in on other shit. They stepped in when they when when the people were making money off of drugs that they were not getting paid for the government the government was not getting paid for it for shit because that those drugs were not getting taxed but see now that weed is getting taxed from dispensaries they don't say a motherfucking thing yeah that's right and, and that's what i'm saying yeah. man like all that shit comes from the government bro yeah it's Right now, I think people act in fear because if we weren't bitching and bickering about our differences and just came together, you know, as one, we would be so powerful. People don't know how much, uh, you know, how much power we have, how much potential we have when, when we come together and there's, there's nothing dividing us. When we're all as one, we're, we become, like, as a unison. We all become like a force, you know? And they're scared of that. The people running the government, the white boys, every, the um, KKK or whatever the fuck, they're scared. They want us to keep fighting in between ourselves, you know? Mm. If we all make peace, bro, we would take over this country and shit, you know? We need revolution. I think that's already like, what is it like? We're like, Already the the majority, right? Latinos? Yeah, 
pretty much people get hella mad because people get angry because there's Mexicans everywhere speaking Spanish, this and that. But yeah, we are the majority, man. We're everywhere. We're fucking everywhere. See, bro, like me, when I was going to high school, bro, this is what really opened my eyes. And and I respect the fact that, you, that you're that you actually going into or you're into the, the Brown Beret, you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> now, I've always wanted to, to become a Brown Beret. And what really made, my, uh, made me want to, like, really, you know what I mean? What really opened my eyes was when I was in high school, um, me and the homies, we would fight against skinheads, you know what I mean? So I've told this story to other people as well that, in the restrooms, you would see X3, X4, and fucking swastika signs, bro. Well, so, because, yeah. Yeah, I so, I mean, <laughs> picture that shit, homie. Picture that shit that, that you fucking, um, you can either have a choice of, okay, let's, let's fuck around with this Sureño or Norteño, or, or there's this motherfucker that, that wants my raza as a whole gone. Like, what the fuck? Of course. Like, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's fuck yeah, these fools up. <laughs> Because as a as a race as Rafa, you know, it, it's already assumed that we're one or the other. Mm. How come how come white people don't have that? There's no there's no white Norteños. Or, well, I mean, the race is technically, but you know what I mean. Like that's that's more towards the Mexicans. They don't have their own. I mean, they can be uh, what's it called Aryan Brotherhood, but like that's not Aryan really you know what I mean. Yeah. That's not really a thing that. in the streets though. No, fuck no. They, that's just Pinta shit. Yeah. That shit is, that's the prison shit. But, you know, they separate us as a people. Well, we do it to ourselves pretty much. We have to break that shit, bro. And the, and the fucked up thing is that we protect the code. Like, haven't you noticed, like, certain people, when you try to tell them different, like, you know what, this fucking life you're, you're living, bro, is no good, homie. You got to really think about it. They protect the fucking lifestyle. They protect the code. Like, fuck you, fool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they get rough, you know what I mean, when, when it comes to someone changing their minds because of... And, and that's when people are looking out for them, bro. They're, like, totally brainwashed to the point that when people try to tell them what's good for them... They rebel and they tell the the ones that are trying to look out for them like fuck you like like you don't know what's best for me like that's how brainwashed the, the brainwashed the this whole shit has become, bro. Yeah, I see that too, and it's all it's all um like I said propaganda. Um, I'm gonna say something about that. Ah, uh, fuck. Forgot what I was gonna say, but um, yeah, I had a good point. I just forgot. Now, when when you anyway, uh, when did you go into the Brown Beret, bro? Uh, when Memphis, no, it was after Memphis. Uh, Steven is a member of the crew. He was in Mecha. Okay. And then he broke off to do.
I started doing shows with Steven and helping him with like uh, the Poor People's Campaign, stuff like that. That's when I really started getting into it. That was like uh, three years, uh, two, two years ago, maybe two mm-hmm. years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we started doing like a poor people's campaign for Martin Luther King. And then uh, they go to marches, you know, they go to protest uh, the Women's March, the uh, Civil Rights Activist um, Coalition, Mm. and National Lawyers Guild. We've done shows for them too. And all the uh, all the people at uh, like the colleges, American River and Sac City. Mm. But yeah, the beret, the beret is its own thing. They have their own fucking issues. But um, you know, shout out to the berets. It's all good. Mm. And I, I don't know, you know. We're all militant. We all try to uh, protect the people, I guess. And it's cool, because that's what really it, it should be, you know? Now, it used to be that the Brown Berets kind of was like a branch off of the Black uh, the Black Panthers, right? Isn't that how it kind of how it got inspired by the Black Panthers? Now, Black Panthers were were pro pro violence, meaning that if if they if the people that were going against the race were violent, then they would be violent right back, which um, brown berets kind of in the in the way were in the beginning, but now they're more like you know what I mean peaceful rallies and stuff like that pro peaceful rallies. Now, do you believe that having just rallies and like you know what I mean all these things? Do you think that we're really gonna get what we want? by just having those peaceful rallies or sure we get it by force just like they're getting our people by force and putting them in cages I think eventually it's gonna have to be by force to make a change it's gonna have to be something physical cause I mean you can stand there all you want but nothing's gonna change you know the same shit like we were at the Capitol and the whole occupied movement we were just sitting there, and nothing was getting done. You know, we got the point across, but you know, the cops were just like, "Okay, you're here." Well, if we, if we started to get physical, you know, to the point where we're making noise, it I think it would have more of an effect, and I think that's what it's gonna have to come down to in the end. Hmm. Yeah. See, but now the people get a different point of view. Like, okay, for example, the time when when the when when the students back in uh, East Los Angeles did the whole walkout. Now, yeah, the the news did not show the police beating on the on the students. They did not show that. So it's it's been show it's it's been known that historically that. They don't want to show the bad sides of what they do. They don't want to show that. But they want to show us 
yelling Chicano power. They want to show us being like they call quote unquote agitators. They want to see, you know, that they, they want to portray that on the screen. They want to portray that shit. They want the white people. They want to mold the white people to see us this way, that we're like fucking animals and shit. But yeah. why not show the cops yeah. being fucking animals? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I mean, fuck, the cops are the biggest gang ever. Yep. They they fucking are, are all out for themselves. If it really comes down to it, man. Um, I think it's gonna come down to like the people versus the authority in the end. There's gonna be some kind of like civil fucking war or some shit that's gonna go down. There's a lot of tension right now in, in the president. Yeah. In the government, especially because of the presidency or whatever. I think some shit's gonna go down. I think the Raza needs to, to wake up and actually, you know, do something. If we all actually did, they can't. You know, we, 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 we would fucking run this uh, the state. Mm. We would take over the state. We would take over the capital. Hmm. If, I think so. I think they, they need to... Uh, I think they just need to uh, take it by force, you know? Mm. We need to. Yeah. I think organization has a lot to do with it too because if you have just a few heads that are really strong-minded and really know what they're doing but the people behind them are like kind of weakish like you know everyone needs to be organized in a way that and structured in a way in a way that they know exactly where the end point is you know what i mean where the the goal lies and shit um because that's that's pretty much how how the whole thing went down where they they got um a lot of leaders in, in you know through history that we've known of with the raza like Corky, you know what I mean and and everyone else like they didn't have the followers they didn't have the the the, the strong followers that they, that he should have had you know what I mean yeah y también con like you know um Salazar Mr. Salazar you know what I mean este you know that's the same thing bro like police were just they want to do what the fuck they want to do when they just shot them down and they, they, you know what I mean? Of course, they're not going to fucking incriminate themselves and say, okay, yeah, we shot him or whatever. But Ruben Salazar, bro, he's a, he's, he's another, uh, you know, historical, you know, person with the raza, bro. Yeah, no, I see that. Yeah, I think... If everybody got together on the same page, we would make such a big movement that nobody would be able to stop us, man. We just have to wake everybody up and get them to know that we as a people need to, you know, move forward and stop bullshitting and bickering about stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Little, little stupid shit, you know? Fucking shoes, fucking shoes, fucking blocks, bro. It's where you stay, man. It's all love, man. We're all fucking humans, man. We're all living together in this world, mm -hmm. so that shouldn't be an issue. That shouldn't even be a thing, you know, Rasa,
Yeah, it's a trip, bro. It's a fucking trip. Like when you really see the whole, the whole aspect, the whole you know bird's eye view of the whole thing, it's um, you can't go, <laughs> you can't go you know back from that. Like you can't. It's just you know when you see the whole picture, bro. It's like everything else is like bullshit, bro. Like all this red, blue, and it's just there's a bunch of people that died for for some fucking colors, bro. For you know what I mean. youngsters bro what what um what advice would you give a youngster that that may be going through those through those steps of like being in you know a part of a hood or whatever and deep inside them they feel like this is bullshit you know what i mean but of course once you're in it bro it's like you know might as well stick with it because once you drop out it's no good bro that you know i mean it's, it's you know, yeah, you can't be a dropout, man. If you're in it, you're going to have to stay in it. I mean, if they're really down, you know what I mean? If they're really in it, they can't drop out, bro. They can't just leave that shit. Exactly. So now, what would you tell them? What kind of advice would you give them to basically to not leave it alone, but to be a man of his own? Because when you're in a hood or something, bro... It's basically you're taking commands. You're taking commands from other fucking men, bro. And if you don't like to be to be given commands by your own jefitos, bro, but you want to be given commands by some some other dude, you know what I mean? By some fucking guy telling you, oh, you need to go and shoot this motherfucker down or whatever. You know what I mean? Come on, like you know what I mean? <laughs> why 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 put yourself in that fucking position if you're not in the hood yet? Why put yourself in that position where you want another man? To tell you what to do, and yeah, you want to end up in prison, and when you want to end up in prison with a bunch of men to tell you what the fuck to do, when to shit, when to sleep, when to shower, like <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. It's just I I would say that lifestyle is no good, you know. Youngsters need to just get the shit together, get through whatever it is that they're trying to get through, you know. It, it does cause a lot of, uh, I had a whole mental illness thing. Yeah. But, um, I would say they just need to, to handle theirs for, for their own family. Because when it comes down to it, they're the only, the family is only, the only people that are going to back you up when it comes down to, like, real shit. All the homies are gonna, you know, leave here and there, leave you for dead. All you got is your own family. I would say just take care of your family. You know, just uh, do what you gotta do to get ahead and fuck all the gang shit. Mm. Like, where the, where the fuck is that gonna get you? 
prison, uh, our hospitals are dead, pretty much. Hmm. There's nowhere else to go from there. Now, let me ask you this, bro. Um, while growing up, did you see any any type of, you know what I mean, like, violent things, like, in, in your, in your, like, on your path to becoming the person you are? Some Something that might have, like, even traumatized you in a way. Like, for example, me, I've seen, like, when I was, like, seven years old, it's like, I seen this dude get shot down in front of my, uh, the apartments where I was living at. And that was, like, the first time I, you know, my experience with death and shit. Um, and I think it did something to me. It did something to me, not at that moment. But later on in life, um, I started getting, like, anxiety and shit. And I would have these, like, eye spasms and shit. You know, random eye, eye sp uh, spasms where my eye would just, like, you know, shake and shit. Um, and, like, I would always feel kind of like like I needed to do something, like, at all moments. Like, I needed to do something. And that was, the, the I, I guess, the start of, of my anxiety or whatever. But uh, then after that, it got worse. Where I started getting panic attacks and you know all kinds of shit. Um, now, what can you share with us that you know that kind of uh, in a way traumatized? Cause I need, I mean, living living in a in in a violent environment, bro. Where you know what I mean, all this shit's going down. I mean, shit, like that's no good for the psyche, yeah. bro. That's not good for the mind. Yeah, no, I uh, well, when I was young, like I said, I got jumped, bro. I got fucking beat the fuck up, hella bad. And that really opened my eyes because I was like, what the fuck? You know, these people are supposed to be under, like, my neighbors. You know, and the fuck neighbors my But um, I seen some people, like, overdose. People get shot. And that shit... Is no fucking joke, bro. That shit fucking... Like, you never come back from that, ever. It's like getting... Um, I don't know. To see somebody back in front of you, like that... It's like... Um, I don't know. It's traumatizing, bro. It just mm -hmm. does shit to, to the mind. You know, it's always in the back of your head. It just... You're not the same after that. Mm. You're always carrying some, some other shit. You know, you, you're desensitized to everything. You seem like a lot of shit. Hmm. And it's not... I don't know, man. It, it's not good because I've been diagnosed with, like, PTSD, depression, anxiety, all that. Um, mental health is a... Mental health is, illness is, is, like, a real thing. Hmm. It's like, uh, uh, especially right now, a lot of the youngsters are having to, uh, like, compare themselves to everyone else. Oh, yeah, that's the worst you can do, you know what I mean? Because of uh, social media and all that shit. You know, everybody paints a fucking perfect picture on the net. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I want to be like this, I want to be like that, but... If you get to know them as a person, they don't have shit. And it's all it's all for uh fucking uh for the for the page. Mm. Like portraying some shit that doesn't even exist. 
That's that's true, bro. See, the way that I've... Because, I, I mean, I've done it myself, bro, where I've seen, you know what I mean, other people's pages, and I'm like, why the fuck can I be that fucking happy? You know what I mean? But I've come to realize that people do that because they are seeking attention and seeking approval. You know what I mean? So, because if it were to be that they're just posting because they want to post, then they'll, they'll be posting, you know what I mean? Oh, shit. I'm behind on my rent. Oh, shit. I'm behind on bills. Like, you know what I mean? But they ain't posting that shit. They're posting, oh, look at me at the bar. Look at me fucking having drinks and shit. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's not reality. They're doing it for fucking attention, bro. They want to be approved. Everyone wants approval, bro. And that's why nowadays that I look at other people's pages, I don't I don't, I don't even trip on all that. I just say, whoa. I mean, I'm not looking for approval. I'm looking to fucking somehow help others in certain ways but scratch all that i'm not gonna fucking be thinking like you know fuck you know like why can't i be that happy i could be that fucking happy if i wanted to you know what i mean everyone can be happy if they wanted to like haven't you noticed like i always tell my wife like how the fuck can people that barely like that have a fucking um you know, minimum wage job and things like that, they look so fucking happy, like, so fucking, like, because some people know how to how to organize their money, organize their payouts of what they owe. If, if you're organized, you can have a minimum wage job and, and fucking do it right. But some people choose to overspend, and that's where you fuck up financially. Yeah, yeah, really, it's not really what you make, it's what you spend. What you spend, there what you we go. What you spend is on, because I mean, right now, minimum wage is like uh, what twelve bucks, something like that. Yeah, some some shit like that. But you can't survive on that shit right now, bro. It's hard. Like even myself, I have two jobs to be to be able to try to get more than enough money and what I need, and I'm still in debt. You know. <laughs> Like, I'll tell you straight up, bro. Like, I'm in debt because I want to. I'm in debt because I have credit cards and I fucking didn't use them wisely. But but that's no one's fault. But that's no one's fault but mine. You know what I mean? So I can't be going around blaming, oh, the fucking system got me all fucked up. Nah, everyone has a... When it comes to financially, everyone has a choice, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just you do a service, you work, or you work for somebody, you know, you're going to get paid, you just stack your shit, stack your money. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not really how much you make, it's how much you save. Exactly. Like, See, really, yeah. and what you spend, it on, just know, know where your money is going, mm. pretty much, to get the basic necessities that you need to really, like, what do you need, just water, you know, mm. food, See now, when it comes to being organized, bro, how do you organize your daily living? 
like before I used to never jot nothing down. I like I used to never have like notepads, you know, jotting things that I need to do, making lists. And on top of that, bro, like I'll tell you something about making lists. That shit is a fucking lifesaver. If someone out there is listening to this shit and they've never made lists of things that they need to do on the daily, that shit, because they say that if you don't write shit down mentally, you're carrying all that shit in your head of what you need to do. Now, how fucking, how, how, how stressful is that shit to be carrying all that shit you need to do on, in your head? While still living life, living life and shit comes your way on the daily. You have to do new things that you weren't even expecting when you could easily make a list of things that you need to get done. And then new things come up, well, just fucking add it to the damn list. You know what I mean? But that shit, that shit helped me a lot. Not only that, but I don't know how the fuck, why I've never thought about doing this when I actually started like a year ago, barely uh, making a, a, like a writing a journal journal uh journaling they call it um and it's basically writing down all the things that you're like going through not just going through but like all the things that you maybe plans that you have goals short-term goals long-term goals keeping something to 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 keep your mind occupied on where it is you need to go so basically if you have no fucking if you have no no goal, no 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 destination, how the fuck where where the fuck are you walking to? What the fuck are you doing on the daily? Like Yeah, no direction. You know what I mean? What direction are you going? If you have no destination, what the fuck? Like you, you everyone needs well, to have yeah, a destination. Yeah, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. To fail that's you know right. what I mean? Like <laughs> you have to have some kind of outline, some kind of a uh a design like a um like a blueprint you yeah, know what I mean like uh, I get paid this day and this amount of money goes to this and I get uh I have this much left over and I have this much to pay and I still owe over here it's just keeping track of your shit really uh making lists helps me a lot too. I forget a lot of shit, bro. Yeah, I do too, man. <laughs> I do too, bro. And it's just, yeah, when you write shit down and you see it, it's a lot easier to to be able to to know where you're at with everything. Mm. No, it's a visual. It gives you a visual where where what is where you have what whatever you have. Mm-hmm. How to spread it out? Where to uh, spend what? You know. Yeah. It gives it gives you an idea of what what you need to uh, to spend on what. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah. Now, um, you mentioned that you guys have done shows a lot lately. Uh, I know you guys went and opened up for um for Conejo. And you guys, you guys were out there with, uh, with uh, Shadow and um, and Little One out there in uh, L.A. What was it like? Three three months ago, two months, yeah, about three months ago, right? Two months ago. Yeah, we were we were out in L.A. Uh, we did a show for the Untouchables. Mr. Shadow, Mr. Little One, Misfit, uh, Toto, and uh, Conejo. Um, yeah, we opened up for them. 
I, I recently got in contact with Uno, and he gave me contact with Shadow and all them other cats, which is pretty cool, you know. Um, Uno's a businessman. He does his own shit. He has his own uh, agenda, you know, but he get, he gives you, like, uh, not opportunity, but, like, the connection. Yeah, he he's the one that has the connection. Mm. For me, like for me, he's been he's been able to get like features like cheap. If I were to ask like Kid Frost for a feature right now, he'd pay like five thousand dollars. If he asked him for it, he'd do it for like three hundred or some shit like that. So Uno is like Uno is like a a really good person. He knows a lot of people, and he he knows that we have a lot of uh like that our music reflects in itself. It our music should have been out there a long time ago. Mm -hmm. It's all it's for the it's for the people and shit, you know? We should have been up there with the link when I had this type of shit mm -hmm. and shit. And uh we missed that but now, you know, we're, we're not we're not stopping. Yeah, we have new shit. M D twenty twenty is about to drop that's just gonna be dope. Now tell us, uh, yeah. how how was your first experience on on stage, bro? Oh man, I was nervous. I was nervous. My first appearance on stage, I was at the Colonial Theater in Southside. I was, uh, I did a verse for a homeboy. Well, I don't talk to him no more, but. Yeah, I was right, man, and I spit a verse, and I was, I was hella nervous. There was hella people. It's just, I don't know. After that, we did a show at, in Woodland, like our first show, and there was hella heads, bro. It's fucking, like, when they're feeling your shit, and, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, man, this shit's fucking dope. This shit's fucking sick. There's nothing like that feeling, bro. Mm. You're saying some shit that people feel and they really understand and they can relate. And they come up to you and say, oh, man, yeah, that shit helped me get through this or, you know, that shit really helped me with this. And that's that's a good feeling, bro. People are feeling your shit and then you see it in the crowd. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're looking at you. They're fucking, I don't know, it, it, it's a good feeling, bro. Hmm. It's fucking dope. But, you know, I get nervous. But, you know, we just speak what, what we need to do. It just, it, it's cool, though, because, yeah, at the first show, I was really, really fucking hella nervous. There were so many fucking people, bro. <laughs> hmm. All different kinds. People I knew, people I didn't know. Fucking. And, no, it's good. Because when they feel your shit, you know? Hmm. It's a good feeling. Check this out, bro. Um, in uh, up till recently, maybe it's been about a a little more than a year that that I really started like reading up on a lot of things, like you know, just a lot of different things, like the occult, rituals, and just a lot of shit because of the fact that the industry, music industry, entertainment industry, believe it or not, but there's a lot of you know factual. Um, not only talk, but
but factual st- uh, statements that certain artists and certain um you know entertainers have mentioned that that of the rituals that they were a part of from the industry well not only that but just their own rituals that they that they did you know individually without no one's you know whatever and this all stems back from the acronyms of um uh mc a person that's holding the mic it was believed up till recently. I used to believe that MC stood for mic controller, um, but it's actually m- master ceremony. Ma- master of ceremony. Master yeah, ceremony. Master yeah. Ceremony. That's yeah. the MC. That's the an MC. MC is the one that should be able to get the crowd to participate. You know, get the crowd going. The MC. But check this out, though. Master a ceremony. ceremony. What's a ceremony, bro? A ceremony is really a ritual, a, a ritualistic act. So every time that you're on stage, you're basically having some kind of a ritual with a crowd of people. And when there's a crowd of people, what do they usually? What does that usually mean? Like mean when there's a crowd of people looking at an individual or a group of individuals on the stage, they are in a way praising, praising the people on the stage, and in a way like entertainers are kind of like being idolized i mean you got shit i mean you got on like fucking those shows like american idol what's an idol like that sounds religious as fuck to me idol yeah and like there's a lot of things bro there's a lot of things that it just has been catching my eye and i've been like noticing like why the fuck did they use that word for entertainment i don't get it and i started like researching researching more and it's like fuck they're doing all this to not, I don't know about summoning something, but I know it's to do with bringing more success for a certain individual when done in this manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a it's trip, bro. It's money. a trip. Yeah, it's a trip. It's all about money, man. I think, yeah, it all comes back to money, bro. And money is like the, not like, uh, I mean, not only what they say is like the root of all evil. But it's also the root of all meaning. You know what I mean? Pretty like much. it's it's like people's pretty, god. Pretty it's almost people's god and shit. I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, pretty much because that's what people. Some people live for. You know. Yeah. Money. To me, I hate that shit. Money comes and goes. You know, people don't. Situations don't. You can remake money. I hate making anything about. Money when people bump heads about like cash, oh, like oh, you owe me this, I owe you that, or you know what I mean. Like uh, when you have a fallout with somebody over some money, it's fucking hella sad because that shit really it could tear tear apart a fucking family, bro. Yeah. It could tear apart. It could tear apart anything, and just because everybody's Nothing that that can buy that, you know. Nah. 
There isn't. Like, yeah, it's like money can't buy you fucking feeling a certain way because you went across the country, you know, <laughs> or something like something like that. They, money can't buy that shit. Mm. That's, That's what. Yeah. yeah, people fucking kill each other for it, and it's so fucking. I don't know. I don't know who puts value to the fucking paper. Hmm. Right? It's, it's just a piece of paper that has numbers on it. The Federal Reserve actually can create that shit out of nowhere. Hmm. And I, I don't know, bro. I think the dollar is going to lose its value pretty soon. And it's going to have to go to some other kind of currency. It's kind of like when when you're selling something, bro. Some people say like, "Well, how much should I put it for for sale?" And the bottom line, everything is costs as much as 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 much as someone is willing to pay. So it's like the money. It's like it's like currency. It's like currency. How much is this worth? Well, it's worth as much as someone is willing to accept it for it to be worth. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that's true. Because I mean. Like, uh, I was talking to my girl, uh, my wife, she said that there was a banana peel that sold for like a million dollars as a piece of art. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you put value on something, people will pay how much people will pay for some shit. Bro, they were selling fucking Michael Jackson's fucking nose hairs, bro, on 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 eBay, <laughs> and that's some bullshit, bro. That's some fucking bullshit, or, or, dude. Defender um, Holyfield's ears. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Fucking yeah, man. It's, people. <laughs> people put a, a value on on something. People will pay, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's some that's bullshit, just, bro. It's all, it's all, um, that's where the, uh, the country works with capitalism and shit, man. Oh, capitalism yeah. is capitalism. so fucked up. Yeah. It's so fucked up because it's taxing on taxes, on taxes, on taxes, yeah. on taxes, on taxes and shit. But what really, the value of something, what really determines the value of something? Like, who makes that call? Mm. It's fucked up. Because, I mean, you could get a TV for this much at one place. Mm -hmm. And then you could buy a hella cheaper at another. You know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> who, crea who creates that, that, uh, that, that, the amount that it's worth? Same, whatever it's worth. <laughs> Why does it have to be that at a certain amount, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think things are... I don't know, bro. I'm just talking. Yeah, it's a trip. <laughs> it's, a, it's a trip, bro. It's just a trip. Um, now, before we head out, bro, I know a lot of people be living in the past. A lot of people be living in the future. And that's pretty much what stems out from anxiety. That's what anxiety is. Someone that's not living in the in, in the in the you know what I mean in the moment. Now yeah, when you're um when you're living in the past, 
you're living with uh, depression. When you're live when you're living in the future, it's anxiety. If you live in the present, then you'll be. That's where you're supposed to be. One, you know. Yep. That's where. That's that's where we try to be in all consciousness right now. You know, try to uh, seize the moment, like mm. right now. What is right now? Yeah. Now, how do you go about in in um? Live in the moment. I know it's, it's easier said than done, bro. But how do you manage this, bro? Just do the next right thing, bro. I mean, you know, you just do whatever you have, whatever comes your way. I mean, everybody has morals and values. You know what's right and what's wrong. If you make the right decision, you keep getting that good energy, you know, and it keeps fucking building. If you uh, do the next right thing, it keeps that positivity, you know, it adds up mm. and things happen, you know, and it starts to get like more positive, but that can go negative too. If you put, if you focus on a lot of bad shit, you're going to be seeing the bad shit and everything. Um, gratitude really is what changed my life because I used to be super depressed. If your gratitude, if you're grateful for what you have, instead of bitching about what you don't, that'll change your whole life, bro. Mm. Your perspective of everything. You know, like, fuck, I'm grateful for for the day I was able to wake up today. I got a, a pair of shoes, you know, I got a pair of fucking socks. I know motherfuckers out there with no shoes and shit. You know, little thing. It can always be worse. Mm. There's people living in the street, living in cages, bro. Living <laughs> fucking, you know what I mean? Like, you just have to be grateful. And gratitude, gratitude is, is the main thing for me. That's dope, bro. I love that, bro. I love that shit. Um, hey, man, gracias for this talk, bro. Uh, much love to to Memphis, bro. To the whole group, you know what I mean. They've been fucking feeding me since the get go, since I met you guys. You know what I mean. Um, it's been nothing but love, bro. And like I've been saying from the get go, bro, you guys should have been already fucking, you know what I mean, on top. You know what I mean. And it's just, uh, I've been saying that, bro. Serio, bro. I've been saying that shit. And uh, you know, it's been a long time coming, man. But yeah, we got some shit coming up either way. Uh, MG twenty twenty about to drop. That's what's up. That's what's up, bro. Hey, gracias, bro, for this platform. We finally got the website back up, too. It's uh, mentes916.com. That's right. Mentes916.com. That's what's up, bro. Gracias, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, man. Thank you. Take care, brother. Have a good day, bro. (laughs) You too. All right.